Greetings, everyone, and welcome to Education in Focus, powered by Chalkboard News. I'm Dan McCaleb, Vice President of News and Content at the Franklin News Foundation, publisher of ChalkboardNews.com. Chalkboard is a news website dedicated to issues related to K-12 education. Joining me again today is Chalkboard's K-12 editor, Brendan Clary. How are you, Brendan? I'm doing well, Dan. How about yourself? Doing well, thank you. We are recording this on Monday, October 16th. Brendan, quoting directly from your reporting from late last week, the latest standardized test scores results show academic achievement declines for now the sixth year in a row, with over 40% of students failing to reach college readiness schools. And scores fell again in all testing subjects in the 2022-2023 school year. What's going on here, Brendan? Yeah, Dan, I think, you know, what what I've reported before about some of these standardized testing is is basically it's still all bad news, right, from the school closures that we saw in COVID-19. And, and as you said, you know, this is going sort of beyond that. Like this has shown a decline that has persisted since then. But I, I think that this sort of reiterates, you know, the academic achievement uh, losses uh, that, that students have demonstrated on these on these standardized test scores. And I think you can argue, you know, back and forth about, you know, are these the best metric to determine student success? But this is the one that we have, right, of these sort of standardized SAT, ACT. There's some other ones, some private assessments called the NWEA and, you know, a statewide assessments, that sort of thing. But, you know, there, there are these assessments used to try to determine how much do students know? Are they ready for college? And, and that's what the ACT tries to do is they try to have benchmarks that sort of indicate whether a student is going to be ready for college. And colleges and universities across the country use the ACT and or separately the SAT for admission guidelines. Right. To see, you know, are students going to be successful here? Um, you know, and if they have to say to some students, you're not going to be able to come here, then that can become a factor, right, of, of what it was their ACT score. You know, and just personally, ACT is, is what my high school made everybody take. And so that that is, you know, it's usually the ACT or the SAT and sometimes, you know, both. But but that's the one that that I had to take and, and that kind of determined here's what colleges are looking for. And this is, you know, sort of the average. Uh, so that, you know, it's, a, it's sort of a big metric. But as I was saying, like, you know, you have these college readiness benchmarks, right? They sort of indicate how successful will students likely be. And, it, you know, can't determine everything, but how successful will they be on, you know, math class in, in freshman year of college? And it's, it's low. Like, that's what, that's what we found uh, from the testing last year is that only 21% of students nationally met the readiness benchmarks, according to the ACT's report. So the ACT is both the test and also the nonprofit there. It also found that 57% of students who took the test nationwide were below proficiency in understanding what it calls complex texts, which is, you know, the written material, you know, that you find either in college or maybe in the workplace. So like a manual or like college level reading. And so that tracks with some of the other assessment data that I've seen come in with the Nation's report card, um, they had like a long-term trend assessment, uh, I believe that's what it was called, that I covered, that you know basically found that there had not been any post-pandemic academic recovery and that the news was basically all bad. And, and again, you know, the Northwest Evaluation Association reported this summer that some students would need an entire school year, you know, to achieve the academic performance that they had similar to the pandemic. And that, and so for them, that was just like a way that they could highlight the gap that students, how far students are behind now compared to where they were before uh, school closures 
related to the COVID-19 pandemic. So you simultaneously reported that um, the graduation rates in many districts are soaring. And you talked to someone for this story that said that uh, maybe they've lower schools have lowered their standards or their benchmarks. Yeah, so that was reporting that I, I did previously, where I talked to uh, I believe his name is Douglas Harris at Tulane University, and he he that's his whole focus, right? His research focus is to try to figure out you know what uh, students are learning and what the graduation criteria are, and you know what do students know and how do we figure that out? And essentially, he said that the graduation rates during COVID were unchanged. And, you know, you see all this academic uh, achievement loss in these different assessments, but what you don't see is is a lower graduation rate on, on the whole, right? So he said basically something had to give, and these school districts were really uncomfortable saying, uh, we're going to punish students for, you know, the, a global pandemic, so we're going to let them graduate. And he uh, recommended using the term COVID credentials to de- try to describe, you know, diplomas essentially handed out to high school students who don't know the same amount as students uh, before the pandemic, you know, so he, he basically said we have to call that a different sort of thing. And I saw the same sort of thing here uh, with the ACT report. They, they call it a COVID cohort. Uh, and so that that's like another way to kind of describe these students who graduated after learning during the pandemic and whose who's experience in school, in high school, was, you know, marked by uh, school closures related to COVID-19. When, you know, a lot of officials said uh, students have to work from home and we're going to, you know, kind of shut everything down. So that's, yeah, that, that that's, you know, what we've we've seen in districts like Chicago and Detroit, where they actually said, hey, our, our graduation rate has increased. But what you don't see is, you know, students meeting those college readiness benchmarks in, in uh, you know, SAT scores, um, which is, you know, another standardized test. And so that that's something that I looked at last time when I when I wrote about this is, are students really ready for college or are they graduating? And what I heard from the professor, uh, the researcher, that the, the criteria to graduate are very fungible. Like you can you can move that around and it's sort of a local local angle. And, you know, there was some statewide, uh, sometimes state or local leniency on like, let's help these students graduate. Certainly concerning information there, Brendan, and thank you for your insight. But we are out of time. Listeners can keep up with this story and all stories related to K-12 education at chalkboardnews.com. For Brennan Clary, I'm Dan McCaleb. Please subscribe. Thank you for listening.